This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Raisin, KLC 560. Kurt Rogers joining us now as he does on a weekly basis, Affordable Interest Mortgage. It's our Monday Mortgage Minute. Kurt, Merry Christmas, by the way. It's just a week away. Merry Christmas. Less than a week, you. I should we say. Won't, we won't do this again until the new year. That's right. No, you are exactly right. So uh, glad you're with us tonight. Uh, what's going on in the mortgage world? I said earlier that lenders are really working hard to help first-time home buyers. What are they doing specifically? What the, one of the first things they did, they, uh, for, normally first-time homebuyers have lower FICO scores, so they're going to pay a higher rate. So they got rid of that program. They also then in turn got rid of some extra costs that goes along with higher loan to values and higher FICO scores, so they got rid of those fees. They now go up to 95% loan to value, um, and you can do special programs like a 3 to one buy-down, where if your starting rate is 6% the first year, you're only paying 3%, and then 4%, and then 5%. So it allows you to get into a home a whole lot easier. Makes total sense. And, again, there's still opportunities on the buying side, as you know, Kurt, with where the you know market is. There's some you know folks that, you know, no matter what's going on, there's always people that are having to move. They need to sell. There's, you know, there's folks that transition. You know, they're... They're, you know, going into assisted living or they're just moving out of state or whatever the case may be. So there's always opportunities. Well, there's a lot of people that have, are bought, have bought new homes, and they're still in the, re- in the construction phase. True. And you, we're talking a large number of people True. that have upgraded, and they're going to be six to eight months, nine months before the homes are done. True. Well, those homes are going to continue to just, the ones they're in, they're going to want to sell them. Great so, point. yeah, you're right. There's going to be an opportunity out there to buy, have, make some great deals. Great. No, that that again. There are deals out there. Uh, you know, you need to search those out. But again, Kurt, and this is imperative. They've got to have your side of the aisle dialed in first before they do the other, don't they? Oh, it's even more critical now because the people that are selling, if they're going to be willing to negotiate, they want to know they're only going to mm. do it once. Good point. Good point. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred is how you guys get a hold of Kurt. What's up tomorrow on Haystack Help, Kurt? Uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking uh, about. Exactly what we're talking about now, first-time home buyer programs, how to be able to buy a home, down payment assistance, to where the banks will give you 6% of the sale price for down payment assistance. Okay, good stuff. Kurt Rogers again, 720-895-0500. Kurt, thanks, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Charlie. Merry Christmas, John. Appreciate it very much. Good guy. Kurt is, and again, if you need him for anything mortgage-wise, just call him, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. 
With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913% the third, and the remaining years at 6.913% with an APR of 6.985%. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. 3-to-1 buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720 500 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Folks, how much can you save with solar? I honestly cannot answer that, and it's different for every person. Depends on the age of the home. How energy efficient is it? How much electricity do you use? What kind of appliances do you have? There's so many factors that come into play. This is where Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners comes in, analyzes things that can tell you exactly how much you can save. 303-378-7537. Imagine what having a $0 per month electricity bill would be like in retirement. As soon as you get solar installed with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners, you'll start saving on your power bill. The monthly cost for solar will never increase no matter how much energy you use. Owning solar is like having a net zero power bill that eventually turns into a monthly credit when you finish the monthly payments on the solar panels. What you save can give you extra money each month to use as you see fit. Installing solar used to be cost prohibitive, but not anymore. Just consider the amount of money you shell out every month on your power bill alone. The energy provider profits on that money because it isn't being invested. Investing your payments in solar means that that money will actually serve a purpose. When you finish your payments, you won't have to pay for power anymore. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consultation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com slash sun. Geno's Auto Service. Don't forget, that's Geno's with a J, genosautoservice.com. And as we head into this colder weather, we're going to get midweek. Make sure you're ready to go. Geno's can do that for you, but you're, you're tied on time. You have to get that done very quickly. 303-794-6700. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Service's alignment and tire rotation special. Winter in Colorado can be tough on your car. Now, through the end of the month, get your vehicle aligned and all four tires rotated for just $99.99. For just $99.99. Geno's can also check to see that your heater is working properly with the cold months ahead. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. This holiday season, Geno's would like to thank all their clients and longtime customers for their patronage and support. We truly appreciate it. Wishing everyone happy holidays. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. 
Insurance is a big deal, folks, including health insurance and whatever you need help with home, auto, uh, health, again, business, you name it, e-gia.com is the place to go. That's Group Insurance Analysts, 303-423-0162. You need to call Group Insurance Analysts now, before Monday, December 7th, to review your Medicare Advantage and prescription plans because Medicare may have made changes to the available doctors and specific medications covered by your plan. Doctor networks and prescription drug formularies change, so you want to find out before January arrives and you find yourself stuck with the wrong plan. But don't worry, GIA Insurance will do all the confusing research for you. First, they'll meet with you in person to figure out what you need. Then, since they represent more than 20 different Medicare companies, they'll compare plans to find the right coverage and the best price for you. Best of all, group insurance analysts offer this invaluable service at no cost to you. So pick up the phone today and call group insurance analysts to begin reviewing the 2022-2023 Medicare plans. Their number, 303-423-0162. That's 303-423-0162. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And I started talking about this in the last hour, but I wanted to finish this off, and that is what's going on in Jefferson County. So for those of you, that's one of our leading uh, public school districts in the state. I believe it is number two, if I'm not mistaken. And they recently met, and I was sent the -the across-the-board... Um, what do you want to call this thing? Meeting agenda. They call it across the board. So it's their agenda notes from Tuesday, December 13th. So a week ago. We could go tomorrow. So here's the listings of all the things they spoke about in the board meeting. Proposition FF, the healthy meals for all students. That was one of the things that was passed on the last ballot back in November. Uh, December, or sorry, 2022-2023 school year proposed mill levy Certification. Here's the key one. Potential bond and mill levy override next steps. Mill levy override. In other words, how do we raise taxes on property to collect more money? That's what that means. Reestablishment of Board of Education Mill Bond Exploratory Ad Hoc Committee. The approval of the Board of Education Legislative Priorities, Charter School Renewal, Hope Online Priority Improvement Public or Plan Public Hearing, and then there were some updates from the superintendent. The one I was focused on earlier was the potential bond and mill levy override steps. So what they want to do is to conduct a 2022 post-election analysis and investigate the possibility of placing a mill levy override bond on the November 2023 ballot. And by the way, that passed by this board 7 to 0. Remember what I said last hour. They closed 18 schools. 18 schools. And their plan now is to raise taxes in Jefferson County to be able to handle the quote-unquote influx of students that have come from those schools that have closed. Duh. Okay, that's how hard is it? 
again, as I spoke about earlier, what they need to do is take their existing schools that they're closing, the 18 of them, and I don't have a list of them in front of me. I'm sorry. If some of you do, fine. Send me the link, but I don't have the 18 in front of you. But if you have the 18, then... Or if, if, they, if you've got a list of the 18, please let me know. I, I, I'm guessing they're all over Jefferson County. Which, by the way, Jefferson County, for, for those of you that don't know, it is a large district. It covers some of our foothills, the plains, Golden, Arvada. goes all the way up towards Boulder, borders Broomfield, uh, goes east, wraps around towards, uh, of course, uh, uh, includes Lakewood, parts of Littleton, Borders Douglas County, I believe probably Denver County to the east, or at least uh, I'm trying to think of what county would be to the east. Anyways, bottom line, it's a big county, and they've got schools all over. And it's no doubt with our lower birth rate that we've got going on right now that we would have less kids attending school. Duh. When you encourage people to not have kids, which, by the way, is what, communists and socialists do you don't have as many going to school any longer our birth rate in america right now is about 1.7 to 1.8 to 1 in case you didn't know i talk about it a lot but in case some of you listening didn't know you need for a functioning economic society a birth rate of about 2.2 to 2.3 2.3 really to be to be ideal and to really be um vibrant you need about 2.3. We're half a point plus below that. Okay, and by the way, some of you think, oh, it's just a half a point. It's a lot, folks. It's a lot. And it's different in certain areas of the country. That, that's an overall, that 1.7, 1.8 is overall coast to coast. It will vary from state to state, of course. Now, a lot of that's been pushed by the, you know, this notion and the agenda that the world is overpopulated, so let's have less kids. That's where a lot of that comes, by, by the way, which is perpetuated throughout the public school system. So now what we have going on in Jefferson County is because of everything I just said, we have less enrollment, kids that have left and they've gone to homeschool, kids have left and gone to a parochial school. And in some cases, maybe even a charter school, all those are typically still on the rolls of a public school, you know, on the public school roster. With all of that said, though, their attendance is down. And Jefferson County is not the only one. Denver's talked about doing the same thing, Denver Public Schools. And, and there's lots of counties, school, you know, school boards and counties that are talking about this. Jefferson County did it. They shut down 18 schools. I really thought, and this just shows you how dumb I am, I figured close 18 schools will sell off as a county some of those properties, you know, keep the ones that maybe are more desirable that, you know, you might be able to get, you know, something else done down the road. Maybe there's some scholastics that could go on there or not scholastics, some athletics that could go on there. Maybe there's ball fields, things like that. Regardless, I thought, oh, okay, we're closing down 18 schools that should lower the overall budget of a school district. It should be able to then take those assets and turn them into cash fill up your coffers as a school district and at the end of the day you should be able to help save the taxpayers money that was my common sense thought 
when it came to what I read earlier when Jefferson County was going to close 18 schools. I am completely wrong, as I stated by this bulletin that came out from the school board, this last school board meeting. No, they are going the opposite. They're doubling down. Oh, we're going to close schools. Instead of selling off those assets, we're going to go back to the taxpayers and have the mill levy raised. By the way, your mill levy is what your taxes, your property taxes are based on. And for those of you that maybe don't know this, about 75% of your taxes go to your local school, your local school district. 75% roughly. And, and that's the same whether you have a residence or a commercial property. And by the way, for those of you that maybe don't know, commercial properties are much, much higher in their, in their mill levies than residences are, than residential is. So businesses definitely pay their share. Again, those of you on the left, you are always mistaken when you say they don't pay their fair share. Actually, they do. Well, really, at the end of the day, the person buying things from that business do, but you get where I'm coming from. So again, instead of Jefferson County taking those schools and repurposing them and or selling those assets off, Joe had a good idea, by the way. He said, why don't we put the homeless there? Or this influx of illegals that we have coming in because we're a sanctuary city. Why don't you house some of them there? Of course, that's not going to ever happen. Great idea, Joe, but it's not going to happen. I would prefer, as a taxpayer in Jefferson County, that we sell off the assets we're no longer using. And we all know. I want to make sure I educate everybody here for a moment. When a building goes empty, that doesn't mean it doesn't need maintenance. Any of you that have been around the block at all have always seen and noticed houses when they get empty, if somebody's not in there maintaining them, they just fall apart. The asset falls to pieces, literally. Weeds start to grow up. Those weeds infiltrate and can even wreck you know, everything from the walks to foundations to bricks to you name it. Vandalism happens, Charlie just said in my ear. Yes, vandalism, theft. People, you know, things get stolen off the property. I mean, they just go into disrepair. So point being, there's no free lunch because you closed a school. You now get a huge deduction in the cost of running it. Yes, you don't have the day-to-day operations, but the maintenance still goes on. Unless you shut all the water off in the building and drain all the pipes, you've got to heat it. We've got you know below zero weather coming up this week. If you're not heating that building, you'll have frozen pipes. So all of that costs money to continue to run and maintain. The best thing the school district could do is sell those assets off. I see nothing, nothing in the last board notes that says anything along those lines. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. We're going to go to John Rush, the taxpayer, and raise his mill levy and get more money out of him. We'll just fleece him for more money. Folks, what's wrong with that picture? And and you all should be as irritated at this as I am. I know all of you don't live in Jeffco. I do. But let me tell you what. If this happens in Jeffco, it'll happen to yours as well. If Jeffco gets by with this, so will Denver, Douglas, Adams, Boulder, and I'll go down the list. Jeffco won't be the only ones doing this. It's a crime, in my opinion, and it needs stopped. And the seven board members that voted for this in Jeffco should be ran out of office, literally.
If somebody can show me otherwise that there's something that I'm missing, that I've overlooked, somebody please let me know what that is. Otherwise, I'm going to continue down this path. John and Cheyenne, what's going on? You overlooked a lot of things, John. How are you today? I'm good, sir. How are you? Okay, so let's say there's 30 teachers in each of those 18 schools that are closing. How many of them are going to get laid off? Or are they all going to get moved to other schools? Good question. I'm, I'm guessing they'll, if they're not of age of retirement, they'll get moved to another school would be my guess, John. So that, that expense okay. doesn't necessarily go away. Yeah, but why? If you don't have the students to need the teachers, why do you need the teachers? Great question. Great question. You don't, by the way. In my opinion, if I was a school board member, that'd be one of the questions I'm asking. Why are we not laying off teachers? Okay, next question. What about all the staff? Principal, vice principal, 18 administrative assistants. Same. Guidance counselors, all that other stuff. All that applies, John. In my opinion, all that applies. I'm sorry, John, you cut out. I said all of that applies in my book. Lay them oh, off. okay, yeah. All the way down to the lunch lady. Right. Well, I don't know if you could call them that. But you know what I'm talking about. The only people you need to maintain are the facilities people. Your maintenance staff, that's right. Up until you sell them. That's right. And, and, and even, even those could be a rotating crew that just go around from building to building, making sure things are inspected on a daily basis and so on. But, you, you know, you could put, a, you know, you could put a, an agenda together for those crews and still have that done, John. But, you know, point being, oh, yeah. point being, those things should be on the auction block now, in my opinion. All these things should have been brought up at that meeting when they said we need more money. Correct. Well, let's find it. Correct. But um, the other thing is, this is why I've said two things. One, escrow accounts should be illegal because people in your everybody don't know what they're paying. Agree. In, in their they don't write that tax check like I do once down. a year, John. Yeah, I like I do now. If you write that check, then you look at it and say, "Okay, where is my tax bill going when it comes in?" Yep. You still get your tax bill. Everybody does. They just don't look at it. Well, it's in my escrow, so it'll be fine. That and the second thing is we need one governor somewhere in the United States with the nerve to say we're going to find a better way to fund education than through property taxes. Yep. Agree. Because, but that, that would be the biggest battle there would be going against the teachers union because they look at that as a cash cow. Because what's one more, you know, one more half a mil on your taxes? You won't really notice, but we'll get our raise. That's what they're saying. Yeah, that is correct. That's that's a correct statement, John. You are correct, John. All all these things we you know we need to look at, and Wyoming's no different than uh, Colorado in that aspect. My tax bill seventy five seventy five percent of my tax bill goes to education. Yep. Yep. And I want to you know, and when you ask those questions, you get. You know, you never get a, a real answer. You do not. You're so 100% correct. I always, I, I always vote no on the mill levy. Yep. You, you, 100%. 100%. And again, in this particular... John, have a good night. John, thank you very much. And for those of you listening, there is a YouTube video. I have not watched it that you can actually watch this board meeting in its entirety. But I would venture to guess, if I was a betting man, I'm not. But if I was a betting man, I would be betting against the fact 
that they did any kind of exploratory talk about selling off any of these schools and the assets that go with them. Joe, hang tight. We'll come right back. I'll take your call. Give you plenty of time. Uh, Absolute electrical heating and air. Make sure that you're dialed in as the weather turns cold this week. Find them at klzradio.com. You need to know about the issues that could eventually break your heating system so that you can take care of them. With a furnace tune-up from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, you can catch small problems while they are still small. Not only does a furnace tune-up with Absolute stave off major repairs, it also reduces energy costs through higher performance, saving you more in the future. Consistent preventative maintenance saves you money by avoiding premature replacement with the proper upkeep. When you schedule a tune-up with Absolute, they do a full diagnostic check of your furnace so that you're informed about any repairable issues before even giving those issues the chance to get worse. For KLZ listeners only, Absolute is offering $59 furnace tune-ups. Improve the longevity and efficiency of your furnace by scheduling a furnace tune-up with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air today at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Golden Eagle Financial, folks. Make sure you talk to Al Smith as you finish out the year. Get ready to start a new year. Make sure you're dialed in for your future, financially speaking. 303-744-1128. Don't forget about the events he's got coming up in January. You can call him and find out more information about that as well. 303-744-1128. When you don't have a strategy for your money, you're being reactive rather than proactive. Financial advisor Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial is your resource for financial preparation moving into 2023. With proprietary year-end planning, Al Smith recommends only changes that he feels are genuinely in your best interest. As a fiduciary, Al will move your financial future in the direction that is truly in your best interest. Get your financial ducks in a row before the new year with year-end planning from Golden Eagle Financial. By proactively working together, your resolutions aren't just fleeting thoughts anymore. They're expert-reviewed plans. Get a fresh look at your plan with Golden Eagle Financial, your source for year-end planning. Call now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. All right, High Five Plumbing, they're going to be open, by the way, and they can take care of you on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve as well. So keep this number handy, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Winterizing your swamp cooler yourself sounds easy until you're actually on the roof trying to figure it out. Don't forego this essential winter checklist item. Call the experts at High Five Plumbing. Preparing your swamp cooler for winter is imperative to stave off mildew, mold, and rust that can build up over time with improper care. Properly winterizing your swamp cooler maximizes its life, so leave it to the professionals at High Five. The main issue that can arise from incorrectly winterizing your swamp cooler is burst or cracked pipes. In the summer, when you try to use it, you discover that it's broken or worse, that it caused devastating hidden water damage to your home. Don't skip this crucial winter prep. Call High Five Plumbing. Mention KLZ for a wave service call fee and a free tub of BioClean drain cleaner. Visit klzradio.com slash plumbing or call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends in a high five. 
You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. But baby, it's cold outside. Oh, Charlie's playing the anti-woke Christmas song. Good job, Charlie. Joe joining us now from Jersey. What's happening, Joe? John, you know, I was only being semi-facetious when I said turn them into homeless shelters. Picture this. What if this, what if somebody, what if Jeffco went to the city of Denver and said, hey, Denver, you got all these homeless people. We'll take them, we'll, we'll charge you 50 bucks a day because we've got these schools. They've got showers. They've got bathrooms. Right. They've got lockers. They've got a cafeteria where, you know, 50 bucks a day. Well, now, make, it's, it's a perfect good, I mean, that'd be 1,500 bucks per month. Per, and the city of Denver would jump at it, right? Of course, if the Jeffco School Board even announced they were thinking about doing that, what do you think the reaction from the voters would be? Nope, not happening here, not in our backyard. Right. But so the point is, so to avoid getting between this um, ethical, moral, liberal rock and a hard spot of what you could do versus what the voters won't yep. let you do, they'd sell those properties so fast it would make your head spin. Correct. But how, they're gonna, how, they, how are they going to say, no, we're going to turn down a chance. Let's say you could put... 200 homeless people. Oh, and you could do that easy. Uh, let, let's make it 300 at 1500 per month per homeless person. So that's uh, what about uh, 12, uh, 14 grand per homeless person per month per year times 300. Uh, you're talking what? Uh, mm, 4.2 million roughly. Yeah, 4.2 million a year of, of revenue generation. That's, Versus that's cost, that's revenue generation. That's revenue. Now, generation. granted, you've got to. I know you got to have people around, so you're not going to have all. But let's say, Joe, even your expenses were just half of that. That's still a net two million a year. It, it, right. So it's a net two million a year to the bottom line. So financially, it makes sense. But trust me. But how would they say no? We don't want to do that. We're cold-hearted bastards. No. Yeah. It's yeah. it's morally it's the right thing to yeah. do. I had an, I had another suggestion. By the way, it goes right along with this. Joe came in via text message. How about turning these old schools into psychiatric institutions? Seems like this would help alleviate some of the homelessness issues that all cities have. You know, that's another great idea. You you could do both. You could do what you're saying and turn them into psychiatric institutions. Both. Yeah, do some of one and some of the other. That's right. And but of course, you're not going to get that be, to happen. I mean, we're all just no, pipe dreaming this because it ain't going to happen. Right, but to give them, but to force them, uh, the old force thing, the you know, hand. excrement or get off the pot. Right. You know, either guys, you've got this asset that could do so much good for so many people, and if you're not going to do it, then why are you hanging on to it? So, you know, yeah, because you, you as I said earlier, Joe, and you and you understand this full well. I, I think most people do, although I don't know that everyone does. Just because the school has no kids in it doesn't mean there's not an expense. That's probably why they're thinking about going back on the mill levy and all of that, because they know they're going to have an ongoing expense to that school, even though there's no kids in it, so they can't allocate, you know, quote-unquote funds to it because all those kids are now going someplace else. So in the end, Joe, sell them. Oh, John, what, I mean, what does it cost? 50, 60 bucks a month to heat one of those schools? Come on, we're, we're talking peanuts. Uh, you're probably more than that. You're probably, just to keep it above 50 degrees, you're probably, depending upon the size of the school, Joe, I'll bet you you're 1000 bucks a month in the wintertime. Oh, at least. I, I mean, obviously, I was kidding when I yeah, said that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you're, you're, you're 1000 plus, 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 all of the other things you got to do to keep it maintained. I mean, you, your expenses, Joe, even empty on probably a fairly small elementary school are probably twenty grand a month, I'll bet. Right, and you're going to have to landscape it in the summer. Otherwise, it's going to become an overgrown 
Correct. Your weed lot and the weeds will come up and break. Landscape, roof, HVAC, water. I mean, on down the line we go. If you don't do that, that thing just becomes decrepit overnight. Yeah, you know, the roof, you know, if you don't patch the roof and... Right. Playground, cracks, the weeds growing up in it, Joe. I mean, on and on we go. People forget that because there's activity in a building, it actually helps the maintenance side of it. When you eliminate those, that's the misconception folks have. When you eliminate people, by the way, the maintenance just increases, Joe. Right. If you don't exercise the plumbing, you don't flush the toilet, Correct. turn the faucets on and off. Uh, that, that stuff is kids out on the parking lot keeping the weeds trampled down on and on you know cars driving in and out of the of the driveways I mean on and on we go Joe nobody realizes that when you just go ahead and put a you know yellow tape across the front nobody's allowed in anymore your maintenance cost just went through the roof right. John I seriously think you want to try to get a movement started seriously to try to get a movement going to get you know only take 50 60 people good point get Kyle, get Kyle Clark from Channel 9 News out there to uh, propose converting some of those things to homeless shelters and, and psychiatric wards. And, and just They'd probably get sold the, off pretty quick if we did, you, to your point, you'd have a fire sale. You'd have a fire sale because what other excuse could they say? Good point. No, we'd, you know, why would they, what could they possibly say? Why would they turn down $4 million a year in revenue for a vacant property? What excuse would they have? Morally, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It's consistent with the liberal, yeah. you know, mindset. You know, we want to, mindset. What what possible excuse could they have for saying, no, we don't want to do it, particularly when it would add a couple million dollars to our bottom line? Good they point. Would, they Good would point. Have, John, they would have to sell them off. You know, so, and, you, and you're right. And I may very well start down that path and see what kind of in, uh, you know, inroads we can make there. You've got to get, you know, uh, to your point, a Kyle Clark type individual to actually do some investigative reporting and look at those sorts of things. Uh, but if you did, to your point, Joe, that movement would be so big, they wouldn't have any choice but to sell some of those assets off, period. Yeah, because you know, if they even, I mean, if they did it to even one school, the voters would, they'd be out in their butts so quick come the next election cycle, and they know it, John. They know. And, you they know, being that know. I'm a actual Jefferson County uh, voter and somebody that pays taxes there, Joe, I could easily, even though I don't have kids, I could show up at a board meeting and ask that question. Yeah, show up at a board meeting and say, you're a taxpayer. Why aren't we converting these uh, vacant schools? You're going to come back uh, to me for a mill levy increase. I want to know why we're not selling some of these off and or using them to home, you know, to, to house homelessness, you know, turn them into psychiatric facilities and so on. There's ways to make money with these assets rather than coming back to me as a taxpayer for more taxes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure uh, Mayor Hancock would jump, you know, for 50 bucks a day per, per homeless guy. True. Hancock would jump at the opportunity to, to send a couple of, you know, 500 or 1,000 homeless people to Jeff. Well, especially now that they're just getting bussed in on a daily basis. I haven't even gotten to that story of late, Joe. And, and really quick for all of you listening, maybe you missed the news, but we're getting busload after busload after busload of immigrants. And they don't even know exactly where they're coming from, Joe, but they're coming from the border states is where they're, I mean, we know they're coming from either probably Florida, Texas, or Arizona. They're being bussed up here. And because we're a sanctuary city, they're just showing up. And by the way, I can't blame the other states for sending them. John, I actually, wrote, I think I wrote, I don't know if you read it, but I actually said, busing migrants is an act of kindness. And let me tell you why. If you saw the CBS story from the other day, there are 2,500 a day being, being processed and released onto the streets of El Paso, Texas, by ICE. Now, every single shelter is full. So they're showing these, these um, uh, migrants, I, I, won't, uh, I won't call them illegal, they'll just say migrants. Okay. They're sleeping on the sidewalk on blankets in freezing weather with six-month-old babies 
on the sidewalk outside the homeless shelters. Now, which is more, which is kinder to let them continue to sleep on the sidewalk? By the way, no bathroom, no hot food, no warm bed. You're sleeping in freezing weather on the sidewalk on a donated blanket, or we can put you on a warm bus full of food and water and ship you off to a city that has the ability to house you and feed you, Hmm. which is New York, as an example. New York, and I'm sure, uh, I don't know if Denver has that capability, but New York certainly does. They've been finding places. New York is a city of 8 million people. El Paso, Texas is 500,000. Which city do you think can better absorb a couple of thousand migrants? Great point. El Paso or New York City? Great point. Great point. So I think it's it's an act of kindness to get them off the freeze. Really quick, but too, Joe, you'll enjoy this. So there is a listing. Somebody actually did some some work on this. Good job, by the way, all of you listeners. Somebody texted me this. There is a school that's actually for sale in uh, Minster, Ohio. Now, it's $300,000, so it's not a lot of money for the school itself. But here's on just this small of a school. It's 48,000 square feet, Joe, which is not a huge school. So pretty average size school, 48,000 square feet. Utility costs are 20,000 occupied, 15,000 unoccupied, $1,000 for water, occupied 300 unoccupied, the electrical is te- you know the electric service $10,000 a month occupied, $5,400 unoccupied. So my numbers were actually not too far off. No, and 50,000 and 48 just as a point of reference, 50,000 square feet is the typical size of an average uh, medium to small supermarket, not a super center, not Correct. a Walmart, just you know, just a regular Correct. supermarket, fifty thousand square feet. That's how big a supermarket. Yeah, this is on just a little over an acre, which you know is is, is again is not uh, you know. And hang on, I got to make sure that my square footage is correct um it might be actually less than because that's the square footage of the lot and because i got to look and that's an acre so that's just that's just the square footage of the lot so the building's even less than that joe wow and it's that much to heat a building yes. smaller building than that yes it's amazing yeah you know you're right because a 50, actually you know square- you know they must just have occupied the entire acreage with the building because and there must not be any, any land left over because it's 48,000 square foot building on an acre and a fourth so that's exactly what it is they've just occupied the entire acreage with the school yeah they got us they got us a, a sidewalk out that's front, right maybe a loading that's all it is in the back yep there's there's no there's no there's nothing else there to it so uh, anyways just to give everybody an idea of what these things are going to cost to maintain empty mm-hmm. they're not free is the point not free so and again John, start the movement. Go to the board meeting. Say, why aren't we? Why aren't we offering to rent these things out to the city of Denver as homeless shelters? Yeah, and, and see. And great watch point. Ta- I'd love to see the tap dance, John. If you could, if you could video, I'd love to see the tap dance. Yep, it's a great point. You know what? I, and somebody said, hey, you know, they'll they'll go as well. I'll figure out when the next one is and see if I've got a free night to do that, and, and or at least get some folks to show up and do that, Joe. All right, John, great I'd idea. Love to, love to see it. No, I appreciate it very much. Thanks. I, I appreciate the ideas. All of you that did that work as well, thank you for that. Extreme Auto Repair is next. We have some really cold weather coming in midweek. If your vehicle is not ready to go, keep in mind extreme cold and extreme heat are what make your vehicle break. So if you're not set up, done, maintenance, handled, all of that, you are not going to have a lot of time to get this done because this is Christmas week, and I I guarantee you Extreme, even though they've got a lot of bays, are going to be fairly full. So if you need something done, I would suggest you get it done sooner than later. 303-841-1071. You had no clue that your headlights were so dim until it started getting darker earlier. 
and then you realized you could hardly see anything while you were driving home. Extreme Auto Repair will restore your headlights at a reasonable cost without replacing them, just by clarifying the lens. Don't drive when it's that difficult for you to see the road, because that means it's harder for others to see you, too. Headlight restoration is more affordable than the alternatives, such as replacement or a DIY kit that takes forever and costs nearly as much. Only replace your headlights when you need to. When Extreme is done, your headlights will be functionally comparable to a new car for a reasonable price. Keep yourself and others safe on the road and avoid getting a ticket by calling Extreme Auto Repair right now. Set up your headlight restoration and routine maintenance at 303-841-1071. That's 303-841-1071. Or you can write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. Flesh and Beck, for all of your legal needs, give Kevin a call. He was with our Christmas special last Thursday, which we got a lot of great comments from folks and had a good time with Kevin. He's a great guy, down to earth, and wants to help you with any legal need you have. 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. All right, home transitioning. Yes, that's a big deal. Can be very stressful. Take the stress out. Go to KR Home Transitions, Catherine and Robin. They would love to help you, give you advice, let you know what they can and can't do when it comes to your situation, moving, selling, buying, all of that. Uh, including even when it comes to multi-generational housing, they can advise you on all of that as well. 720-437-8210. Living with your family in a multi-generational house makes sense, until it doesn't. Talk to Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions before making this kind of commitment. The problems can sneak up on you. Expenses are high. Health issues can come up for you or your loved ones. And overall inflation just makes everything so much worse. Catherine and Robin can help you avoid these potential issues. They help you consider the risks of including your family in a real estate deal before you get locked into a living situation that can deplete your valuable resources like your time, energy, and money. Be informed when considering multi-generational housing with Catherine and Robin from K&R Home Transitions. Be positive that combined housing is the right move by calling them now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or leave them a detailed message by using the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance 
and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. One of you suggested, by the way, that we do an hour this week of Christmas music requests. So I think what Charlie and I have discussed here throughout the show today that I'll work on tonight is because the 26th, which is the Monday after Christmas, is the official Christmas holiday, and we will not be here that day. I think what we will end up doing is putting together a special show that day, probably replay what Kurt and I and Kevin Flesh and Dave Hart from Roof Savers of Colorado, we did that last Thursday. We'll probably replay that, and you know we could honestly do the Christmas music that you want that day very easily. We'll have to have requests done ahead of time. So I will... Think through that tonight and let you guys know what our what our best way of doing that will be. But my gut feeling is texting will be the easiest way to put a list together for Charlie, and then we can put that together for Christmas Day as well. We've kind of done some of that in the past that way, but we could easily do that again this year. So uh, if that's something that you're interested in, text me, let me know. You can even start sending us your requests for music, and we can put that together and make that happen the day that we're gone, the day after Christmas as well. So, Charlie also said that the city of Denver, this is a, a number that he's heard, which might even be a low number, by the way, because I know how cities spend money. They have spent roughly $8 million on migrants. So, back to Joe's point earlier, if we had the way, a way to house those in some of these schools, that would, that would actually be an option. Now, they also will tell you, we don't know where the buses are coming from. Charlie and I both look at that and think, yeah, you do. Th- these buses are coming in. They've got DOT numbers on them. You know exactly who owns the bus. You could find out exactly where that bus came from, where it stopped along the way, on and on and on we go. This business of saying we don't know where they're coming from is total, total BS. It's a lie. Flat out lie. They know exactly where they're coming from. Why they aren't saying, that I don't know. Maybe they just don't want to have some big you know, news media fight with who knows who. Texas, Arizona, Florida, I don't know who. Evidently, it's, it's probably that more than anything else. They, they don't want more of them showing up as retaliation for them going to the news media and complaining. That would be my guess, because guess what? That's happened in places like New York City. So Denver is probably looking at some of that saying, listen, the more of a stink we make out of this, the more we're going to have. I want to remind everybody, Mayor Hancock included, this is what happens when you become that don't ask, don't tell sanctuary city. This is on you, Mayor Hancock, and your city council. No one else. You cannot blame anyone else. This is on you. When you allow them to be here, scot-free, quote-unquote, this is what happens. Other cities are going to put them on a bus and ship them here. And I can't blame them, as Joe said earlier. You're actually being very humane in doing so because there's only 
so much that these border towns can do. And by the way, I think they, I think they voted today to repeal Title 42. I think I, I got a text message on that. Give me one second here and see. Well, maybe not. The Supreme Court temporarily pauses lifting Title 42 border restrictions. So that's actually a good note on the Supreme Court end of things. I'll research that again tonight. That was a text message I got that came in uh, just to, while I've been on air. And, and for those of you that know, it's hard for me to talk, read, do all this at one time. I, I'm doing good just to talk to you. I can typically read something, but it's hard to talk, concentrate, read, get the full bore of what's going on and do all that at one fell swoop. When you know Andy's here, I've got other things going on or even callers, I can do some of that. But it was just me by myself talking it's hard to do all of that this just goes to show you that the multitasking doesn't exist your brain can switch really fast and some people's brains switch faster than others and we've had brain balance on in the past and talked about how that can be trained how you can train your brain to do those things but there's no such thing as doing two things at once your brain cannot do that a lot of folks say they can but in in essence you're doing one thing or the other and you're just switching back and forth very quickly at any rate, back to these migrants and some of our, our answers when it comes to the Jeffco schools and the selling of or the using of for these purposes. Yeah, by the way, Joe, I think it's a great idea. It's not going to happen. Some of us as taxpayers suggesting it would most likely create a fire sale of those buildings because they're not going to turn those schools into what we're talking about. The neighbors around most of those schools would have a, would have a royal hissy fit. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I will also do my best because I have not got a list in front of me. So this is a reminder that I'll do some homework and try to determine where exactly the 18 schools are in Jeffco that they closed down. I'm sure it's published somewhere. I'll have to go look and find it. Denver has closed some schools as well. And I'm guessing there'll be other counties, as I said earlier, that'll be doing the exact same thing. It will not just be Denver and Jeffco for the reasons I talked about earlier. So I'll, I'll do some research on that and figure out exactly what's going on and see if I can't get you guys a list of all those as well. So, again, really quick to talk about next Monday, the 26th, if you would like to have your song played that day or a song played that day, uh, I'll get you the details tonight on how to do that. But in the meantime, you can just start texting us and I'll start adding, you know, making a list for Charlie and we can put that together. Charlie and I will kind of figure out through the night and tomorrow if there's any types of uh, rules around that, I don't think there will be. I guess my only rule is going to be make sure it's a Christmas song. That's about the only rule probably that we'll have to enact around that. But uh, I'll, I'll get more on that when I come back with Andy tomorrow. We'll let you know exactly how we're going to do that. But that should be a lot of fun for the Christmas Day itself. Veteran windows and doors. Now, as I said earlier, we've got cold weather coming into town. You're not going to get windows prior to that cold weather. What I want you to do, though, is during this cold weather stretch we're going to have is notice which windows you've got the most heat loss out of. How do you do that? Stand next to them. You can feel it. Put a candle near them. Find out if there's any drafts coming through. And then what I would do is take a little sticker or mark it down, do whatever you want to, but you can mark each window and say, these are the ones that I know we get the most loss from. Then call Dave from Veteran Windows and Doors, Dave Bancroft, 303 529-0720. Have him come out and take a look at what he can do to upgrade those windows and doors or whatever they happen to be that's, you know, giving you the most heat loss. And then next time it gets super cold, 
and you've got new windows and doors, it won't be as big of a deal. And Dave can explain all of that to you, by the way, much better than I can. Dave, again, Veteran Windows and Doors, Dave Bancroft, 303-529-0720. Veteran Windows and Doors holds the standard that their products will be as efficient 30 years from now as they are brand new. They do this by offering products that exceed code, are engineered to last a lifetime, and are backed by a warranty which reflects that. The owner, Dave Bancroft, will tell you windows and doors can look the same or even identical yet have completely different energy codes. That's why when you work with veteran windows and doors, they explain what the NFRC label and Energy Star ratings actually mean. They can prove that what you're buying meets the energy code requirements for where you live, saving you more money on your heating, lighting, and cooling bills. Make an investment you can trust with their lifetime warranty on your purchase and a five-year installation guarantee. See what Dave and his team can save you with energy-efficient windows and doors by calling Veteran Windows and Doors right now at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash windows. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, again, Charlie and I will work through what we want to do as far as the Christmas music is concerned. We've got two or three different ideas between the two of us we keep talking about during the breaks. Again, I will give you exactly what we're doing, what day, how it's going to work, and so on. Uh, The day after Christmas, the 26th, is the official holiday, but we all know Christmas will be the day before on the 25th, as it is for everybody. That's the day everybody will celebrate and do the things they do, even though it's a Sunday. And uh, one of the things we're going to talk about this week in preparation of Christmas is actually... Uh, and the National Crawford Roundtable, I got the notes here a little bit ago, is in that regard, what should churches be doing on Christmas Day? That'll be a con- conversation we have in the roundtable this week, as well as what just happened with Trump and so on. So we'll be talking about some of that as well. Uh, so but regardless, Christmas music you'd like to hear, let me know. If you can text me that and give me that on the front side, that will help Charlie and I both out and kind of decide even what we want to do and when, and you know, on top of that, I guess let me know. Would you like to hear it on the 26th? Is that a big deal to you, or is it too late at that point? Do you want to go back to normal? If you want to text me your answer so I know kind of what to do, this show is for you guys. We'll do whatever you'd like. So let me know. Text me your answer, and we'll kind of take it from there over the next day or two. So 307 200 8222 is our text line. Again, 307 200 8222. The first hour replays next, by the way. If you missed anything we did in hour one, John Canada was with us. We had some great advice when it comes to those of you with businesses on keeping safe this holiday season, when it comes to just all of your security and so on when you're online. And again, that's one of those things we'll talk about more in the future as well. Have a great night, though. Myself and Andy will be back tomorrow. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.